Hey, what's up? All right, it should be good. And if not, we have that going as well, like you said. So, yeah, that was the plan. It doesn't uh, take a lot of effort, so no, I wasn't going to yeah, not do it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, Welcome to the Kind of Epic Show. Yeah. Featuring the voice talents of the ever-inimitable... What does that word mean? In, it means you can't be imitated. Oh, yeah. That's literally in the description of the word. Fair enough. You combine the suffix in, which means of, or inability to, you know? Yeah, I gotcha. I'm just gonna put this right here, too. With imitable, which means to imitate. Okay. Gotcha. That All was right. what you were supposed to say, David West. Like, it was supposed to be a compliment, but then you're like, I didn't, I, never mind. Yeah. I was uh, trying to do I'm David setup. West. This is why I don't do the setup. I'm Gabriel Canada. Uh, sorry for missing a week last week. We had a busy time. We were busy. We were in between one con and the other. In fact, so much so that we didn't really bother to do a lot at the one con, even though there was a lot more celebrity talent and it's a lot more compressed. Yeah. And it was local. Yes. It was a busy week. Yeah, those three things factored in to make us think like, crap. We, we just couldn't, we just, eh. We couldn't even, I think. Yeah, we, there, the we, we had a hard time planning in our, uh, planning anything specifically. It's because it should be easier. It makes everything far more difficult. Yes, yes. Because we're not centrally located for the entire weekend. We did not invest in press passes or the thing. Well, we did, but they turned us down. For C2E2, we got turned down. Yeah, for Calmic, oh, do we not? We didn't do it for Indy. Yeah, we just kind of think that we're going to attend. We're going to attend regardless because it's kind of a fun thing. We had a good time. And we'll have, we'll have some interview content up from there. But that's not this episode. No. This episode is a different episode because... They return to four. Because we haven't, we haven't got to talk about a lot of stuff. Um, I'm just going to pull up a kindofepicshow.com and look at some of the stuff that has been posted on that website I mean, over the past couple weeks. You say kindofepicshow.com. I mean, does this mean that uh, it's a URL that you would recommend people to visit? It would be. It would be indeed. I, you know, I mean, they seem to feature social media content that is related to the website. Yeah, yeah their front page could, is great. Uh, yeah, you could even subscribe on their Twitter or um, Instagram. You, know, you can look at their Facebook feed, I think. No, not the Facebook, but you got Instagram and Twitter. You got our tweets all right there. Uh, In fact, I believe we you can, Actually, you can subscribe right at the top of it. You can click the link to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Follow me on LinkedIn if you wanted to. You can even, I believe, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, you can subscribe on iTunes and a Stitcher. A well, Google Play, not Stitcher. Go Google there isn't, Play. Uh, Stitcher doesn't have an embed link, believe it or not. At least not that I can find. So, Stitcher, if you're listening to this, please let us know how we can embed uh, our show onto this uh, website here. But also, that's just on our homepage. We have a news page, which features uh, some news, uh, <laughs> badly written articles, or just sourced from other websites. Um, oh, I was going to make a joke there, and I'm not going to. Oh, uh, that's fine. But the next tab is our episodes tab, which you can find our entire kind of epic show library. With many gaps. With many will, gaps. We will fill with our Patreon. Yes. If, when we start exists. one. When we start one, you will then have access to those We've old episodes. We finally caught up with the year 2013, David. I know, right? No shit. I'm being told it's 2017. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then our YouTube page. Yeah? Yeah. Because you have a little bit of YouTube content. Yeah, some of it. I could add it all. I'll add it all eventually. But yeah, oh, well, look at that. We basically just had a commercial for our website, yeah, kindofepicshow.com. It's, it's almost as if I've been listening to 40 podcasts a week that do the self-promotion at the start of the podcast. Yeah. And I'm in the room with you. I know, right? It's happening. I know. Because we actually, after five years of doing the podcast, we actually have a website of our own and yeah. not, not counting on other people to post you it. Know, we would have done that had there not been characters like Matt Smith in our lives who were like, well, we don't need a website to run a business, you stupid motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Sorry. Sorry about that. You probably don't even listen, so why he, do I fucking care? He might. Yeah. I don't know. He still tries to contact me every once in a while to do I, things. No, he's, he's a friendly. I enjoy interacting with him. I just don't think anyone should ever start a business with him. Nope. But hey, here we are now with the website. You were also reluctant to do it, but like I, at the same time, you were like wanting to invest in equipment because we only had a set number. Yeah, of Yeah, yeah, I would have rather have had more equipment to produce content. 
Yeah. And then focus but on then the website. But then we were like, hmm, we need people to buy our product, which at the time was like wedding videos and shit. But and also, they couldn't do that if they couldn't find but us. But also at the time, we didn't know we were going to do a podcast. We didn't know we were going to do the podcast. And I was reluctant to do the podcast and, because I thought I would have a career someday. And <laughs> I was wrong. And Matt dream dreamt really, really big at the start. Uh, I feel like we I coddled them a little bit because we were able to get access to a lot of resources for free. Yeah. Which is yeah. not a sustainable model. No. Don't fucking tread on it. No. Yeah. I agree. It turns out if you ask people nicely for things, sometimes they'll let you do things like uh, essentially burgle a uh, historic Irvington property. Yeah. And then... Uh, do you still... I have the raw tapes. I have the raw tapes. So this is a callback to a thing, a project. That they have no you idea. You have no idea what we're talking about. So this makes it uh, uh, actually probably fits right in with kind of epic continuity of yeah, not having an idea enough. what the fuck's going on. Fair enough. No, I, you know, a lot of podcasts, though, it's important to have that interplay within the host. So you know who these are. We have a history, are. guys. We have a history. We have a backstory. Now, That's, I'll uh, grant you that backstory might be altered by the Cosmic Cube and the Red Skull and Persephone. Oh, so we're Xavier. hopping right in. Yeah, I thought We I haven't covered this on Kind I of Epic Show.com. I thought it would segue because what we were talking about made no sense to anybody, and uh, it worked. I almost feel like I can't comment on it that much because I haven't read it yet. Yes and no, because you were following the Secret Empire tie-ins, and you read Civil War II, which is a thing I read I really Civil War II. Do. I read... So the underpinnings of this are in Civil War II. I've read the, the Captain America books, both Sam Wilson and Steve Rogers, up to Civil War II. I haven't read them for... And you read all then. of Nick Spencer's Superior Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that was Dan Slott, but... Or Dan Slott? Shit. What is he? Shit, what was he... Oh, no, he's doing Superior... The, the new Secret Empire is getting a Doc Ock. Yes. That's what he's writing. Okay. That got some booze in the audience, apparently, at C2E2, the idea of Nick Spencer getting more books. Huh. More and Which, bigger books. You know, I, I used to like Nick Spencer quite a bit because he also we did just Secret Warriors. The show. So Secret, Secret Warriors. Warriors was a great, great book. The indie comic that we have a, a friendship, kind of a friend of the show relationship with and friend at the con relationship with, you have a signed Joe I or you got a Joe Eisman sketch this weekend, right? Or a uh, signed, signed Joe Eisman cover for uh, Archie. Jughead. Um, Beautiful we, Jughead. So we like Morning Glories, and he worked on that, yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's not as if he's without talent as a writer, but it seems like, legitimately, the criticism is changing his writing style to be more combative and asinine. I think that's the best interpretation. So, like, whatever you think of this person as a human, as a, maybe a bright and lovely individual, he's fucking over the company that he works for severely. But, I, you know, I won't even say that because I know... Sales figures have been down hold for on, six months. Hold on. Even even at that, a writer has to submit his work and it has to get approved. You have to blame the editorial team, so people like Axel Alonso in this case. Um, and, you know, maybe he, maybe he never intended for it to always have been the case. Maybe... Maybe they're just doubling down. Maybe Marvel's making him double down. Because, uh, okay... Everybody figured when Steve Rogers came back as Cap, it was right after an event that uh, called Standoff that involved the Cosmic Cube and the Red Skull. Everyone just assumed that okay. So that's the reintroduction of Cap into the Marvel Universe after his death and the events no, of the no, first Civil War. No, or? no, no. Uh, he got de-aged a couple years ago. Okay, so that's when he was old man Cap, which old by the way Cap. was brilliant. Like people are talking like. This is a, the most interesting... Steve, uh, this is a quote I've heard a lot this week. Yeah. This is the most interesting Steve Rogers has been for in a long time. I'm like, fuck you. Old Man Cap was awesome. Yeah, uh, you know, he was in char basically in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. He was... He was... Uh, you took more of a mentor role instead of the the up and center. And, and let's you know, you allowed Falcon to take over as Cap, which has... I really enjoy that book. Yeah. Also written by Nick Spencer. There were some complaints in that, too, because Marvel's editorial team had changed elements uh, of, the, of the run. So like they had to, like a couple of years ago, they had that mm. tea party thing where yeah. they, they were doing an out, so Fal I mean, I don't know if he was on the team then or not. Man, this is going way run. back. It's going way back. The tea so, party stuff. That was during Ed Brubaker's run. So like they've had like small things in Cap's history where they're like, 
Well, yeah, yeah. They're like PC backlash, and they're like so. But it's they don't usually do the opposite. They usually react to like if somebody on the right says something, they'll yeah. change it. We didn't like you making a joke about about uh, you know uh, uh, not having a lot of black protesters at the uh, Tea Party group in Boise, Idaho. Yeah, which is a fucking real thing. Yeah, and then yeah, so he can't make that one innocent joke, but Cap can be a fucking Nazi. So that's how far I'm willing to take it back. So yeah. like if you if you're blaming the editorial team on stuff. So that's that's the only thing I'll say about that. But like, yeah, Cap Falcon taking the central role and taking over is a thing that's happened in Cap's history several times. Yeah. Even going back to the '70s, yeah. when you had another controversial administration, and you know what? Sales increased. Sales increased, not decreased during yeah. that run. Yeah, Sam Wilson, Captain America has been fantastic. It's been a great book and dealing with you know those at-home issues more than than. The Captain America, Steve Rogers book had been, but and they they show uh, how he fits in at the C two E two panel. They talk about uh, Marvel. We're we're fresh off the C two E two, so you'll yeah. hear more about that. But that's that's really got what what got me thinking about it and why I wanted to talk about it because we interacted with a lot of fans. We didn't get to see that Marvel panel. The, yeah. Our favorite thing we saw is the Stan Lee panel, which we'll probably talk about in a separate episode. Yep. Just with our thoughts on, on the show. Because I want to say this, remarkably positive, and it's not like we're just here to shit on Marvel for an hour. David would not allow that, probably. And uh, Well, considering this is my first time in the 15 years that I've been buying comics, that uh, which, I get more DC books That's than the real reason that Marvel is having a sales figure slip more than anything, is that... DC's knocking it out Image, of the fucking park. Image is, is really its own thing, because they're telling independent stories yeah. with writer teams that are popular at both DC and Marvel. They're creator-owned. They're, they're far more profitable for all of the creators involved. Yeah. And so it's a lot easier for them to lure talent. Um, there's a lot of debate about, you know, pairing up a popular writer and a popular artist on a flagging series. So something that's doing poorly. Yeah. Hey, you guys come together. You guys draw people in. And it's like, that doesn't necessarily work if you have limited creative control in the first place. Yeah. And also, if you're not going to be a big part of the marketing. Or if, frankly, you take that risk and it still doesn't pay off. Sometimes you can, what's the Picard quote? You can do everything well in life occasionally and still fail. That's why it's called life. Yeah. So, like, it's not any one thing that can cause that. And DC being good competition, it's kind of like Coke and Pepsi. Yeah, if Pepsi comes out with, with better products and, like, yeah. It's but, you know, it all seems uh, benign because Marvel also just announced Marvel Legacy... Which they're going exactly. back to their original numbers. They're going back to the most, and I quote, their most beloved versions of those characters. Well, Nick Spencer, so they're talking about this at the panel. Yeah. Nick Spencer promises, oh, oh, it's, uh, my, that doesn't mean that my thing is just going to disappear. It doesn't mean that the evil cap shit's just going away. It'll have an impact, and you guys are all idiots because you don't fucking know what it's going to be. Is that a quote? No, I'm being mean because I'm, I'm kind of angry about Is the tone of quote? it. No, it's not at all a quote. Okay. I, obviously, the entire thing I just said, do not put in quotations. I, this is me being a little bit angry about the tone of the debate because if you, if you read anything that the man says on Twitter now, apparently everything's a fucking tirade. Well, I mean, I will... It seems like it would be a good, like... As we were talking to Gilman over the weekend. It would have been a great Elseworlds story. Yeah. It would have been great like as Like Superman a Red Sun. Like something that's not in You take the continuity. ideology. You take what... So you, you question your own ideology by putting it up as a symbol of something else. Yeah. So like, you what could, is the good element? There you were, could have done this book so easily in Secret War. Yeah. You've had three event books about the reshaping of the universe. Why are you trying to make this yeah. the thing that sticks yeah. from those events? Uh-huh. We've already had this for six months. You're promising it for another six it's months. It's been about a year. Yeah. It's been, it's it's been, been about a year. A year. Yeah. And also the fact that you kick off the event by killing a character that you just brought back to make more relevant. What is it? Rick, wasn't it Flag? Captain Flag or something like that? Recording? We're pausing. We're yeah, pausing. pausing. That's what we're doing. Uh, is it, no, who is that character? You know who I'm talking about. The kind of the 50s golden age hero that they brought back and actually made interesting for a bit, and then he pushes them out of an airplane. Oh, yeah. That's how yeah. you start it, and so that tells you immediately this is going to be a joyless run. <laughs> They're not exactly bringing him back from the, from the dead. No, and, you know, with coming up with Secret Empire, though, I'm looking forward to a lot of the tie-ins. Yeah. I, I'm more interested in the tie-ins than the main book. Well, yeah, I... 
four minutes ago before I started ranting. Yeah. That's why I was saying they started showing what that will. The fact that this is an event book, so mm. it's in, it's Marvel wide, yep. and so they're showing these will have implications for every every book, um, and so they show how those people, how those characters fit in. So everybody from Miles Morales, who when they were asked, does this does the current tenor of the book mean that the prophecy about him killing Steve Rogers has is is a possibility? And then it was a monosyllabic response, absolutely. Yeah. So awesome. yeah, so maybe that's the payoff. You like, you guys don't because like it didn't e- happen at the end of yeah, it didn't happen at the end the of Civil, Civil War, War too. And so maybe everybody's like, oh well, you don't like Evil Cap. Well, we're gonna break his back on Capitol Hill, and then you'll like it. No, I won't like that at all. Yeah, I will not like that. Will you? No, no, no. I did. The whole point of it is like that you're damaging a symbolic character that people have a real affinity for. Like he dies the first time because he's making a statement about authoritarianism. You want to kill him the second time because he is an authoritarian? And that's how you want him to, to exit stage right? <sighs> and then immediately come back in and rebirth? Beca- or not, oh, sorry, that's so a Freudian legacy? slip. Yeah, yeah re- let's just call it Marvel rebirth because that's all <laughs> because it that's is. that's pretty much what it is. It's Marvel rebirth, our sales figures are slipping. Because of diversity, right? Because of diversity, which apparently I was far too generous with, uh, with the last episode where I said, you know, he just stated that inelegantly and then he inelegantly doubled down is my exact phrase. Yeah. No, he had a direct quote that he wanted to, uh, to say had he hadn't said, and then he wanted to continue blaming the, the switch-ups yeah. for that. Some of their best-selling titles are ones that are Because I looked at the sales like, like, yeah. like Ms. Marvel and All-New Wolverine. And now she has a sales stump. Yeah. She's which, had a sales stump. Both the, of them have had sales stumps. Which the other person in the room with us is a huge fan of both of those books. Yeah, they're good books. They got me reading Marvel for the first time in 10 years since I was a kid. He's reading them right now. Yeah, he's <laughs> there's somebody reading them right now. And also, it's a Hugo Award-winning book, and it gets huge coverage. There's a reason that you were able to premiere the new Thor book on the fucking View. Yeah. You're bringing in people who would not have either not read comics, have not felt, com- and more importantly, have not felt comfortable reading comics, and you're getting them discussed in the public sphere in a way that they haven't been since the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Back when I, you could- I feel like this is an opportunity to, for you to plug something that we're going to have up here shortly well yeah we've got two panel videos from from c2e2 so talking about these type of topics one about independent publishing and and so there are some some successes there in terms of diversity it was less just a general diversity panel because that's the type of content we we try to to generally issue because it used to be shoehorned into one panel and it's difficult enough to talk about such a broad concept in comics or in publishing Mm -hmm. at large in an hour we still couldn't talk about this in an hour. No. And so it's like, that's a problem that we always run into. And so this is not a, just a general, like, come here to be, to get happy, dopey feels, like, let's talk about Miss Marvel, yay, hurrah. It's, hell, we talk about porn. Yeah, <laughs> we talk about, you, you did, being like you did. 30 minutes of talking about porn. Not me, but like, although, David, you've done that on this podcast before. Yeah. Well, that's no. episode three, I think. Yeah, it's one of those that are That's a deep callback. That's on YouTube. Yeah, when we launch our Patreon, Which that could be one that you can look at our you, uh, YouTube content on thekindofepicshow.com. That one's not on there. Is a, that's, that's, a, that's a good choice, David. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, so it's like the most, the most popular independent publisher or comic books publisher in Chicago mainly deals in porn. Yeah. And it was literally, I mean, she had, she had a lot. To, you can't say that it isn't relevant because she had a lot of things to say. And Isn't they, she the Hugo winner as well? Oh no, she's an Eisner nominee. Eisner, Eisner. So yeah, she had a she had a book about a uh, a romance book about a uh, a South Indian uh, Indian American man who breaks off an arranged marriage and uh, goes on a road trip with a uh, a black vagrant. Yeah. And uh, that got an Eisner nomination because it's good. Yeah. And the people and were crying over porn. That's weird and awesome. Did you see? Uh, I think it came out today where uh, John Romita Jr. was uh, complaining about Marvel replacing their characters. Yeah. Kind of, I think. Which, by more the way, specifically, can we, can like, we clear up? They never did that for Iron Man. Everybody said they did that for Iron Man. If you want to talk about who the replacement is, again, they replaced Iron Man with Doctor Doom. They did not replace Iron Man with a black woman. Well, she has, she calls it. She has her own. Backstory yeah, she does her own name, but it's still under the Iron Man. And Tony brand. Stark is still there. Yeah. In fact, they ruined their own event book by stepping on it and telegraphing the fact that Tony Stark was not going to make it to the end of the book by doing all the solicits for all this post-Civil War stuff immediately, which again goes which back you, to the fact that we don't that's like a sales thing. Books. That's a That's a sales thing. You, kinda, you have to do that. Uh, things don't stay secret for long they because really you, your shops and customers have to order so long in advance that you don't get that 
you don't have that luxury of being surprised by an end of a book anymore. That's true. But let's, I mean, the thing, um, the thing that we talked about a lot on the panel is that like that direct market, mm. it, even though it's important, is something that is so overestimated because it doesn't factor in any of the digital, it doesn't factor in the way that a majority of people get their books, including you, and you, yeah. are, you are not exactly slacking in, on DC or Marvel properties. No, no. So, I mean, and, and it also puts off readers like, like me or, other, or maybe other, the other person in the room who, uh, who like those kind of titles and they might prefer to read them in a hardcover or yeah. they might prefer to read them in a collection or they might prefer to read them digitally because you can, can get it but and then, you can consume it that way. But then also the book you is ruined day of release yeah. when something like Secret Empire is covered by every news outlet available yeah. Yeah. with no spoiler warnings. And like it happens. I mean, well, part of it, like I feel like it's a marketing strategy, though, because Marvel knows that they can make money. They think they can. They tweaked it in the past where yeah. they they boosted sales temporarily off of controversy. Yeah, they've intentionally stoked fires. Like the the reason I'm so animated about this discussion today, mm-hmm. and fuck, I posted this in a political forum, and it's got more than a hundred comments on it because it's it's. A political move yeah. like it's in it's doing this in a political environment and it's just like they thought they would get the pc backlash readers they thought they would get the people who were like oh fuck marvel you guys got too much diversity and they really believed that because it came out of their mouths yeah and so that's who they were courting and so that's why they leak the image at the end of the at the end of what is going to be their free comic book day book where you have a Nazi aligned cap lifting up Molnir which is the symbol of a Nordic god who happens to be unfortunately associated with a whole bunch of white supremacism in the real world and online and so you are going to make fucking Rich Spe- Richard Spencer really confused with Nick Spencer because for a lot of people they're going to grab that exact image that you put in a free book on your number one retail day this is free comic book day this is your number one retail day for that direct market that you covet so so much that's the image that you're going to put forward to new readers who will pick up that book children will pick up that book because that is when you bring the most kids to 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 a comic book shop to the direct market tell them that they're welcome you see a black or a brown girl pick up that book and they are not going to go with marvel they will not pick up that book and you do not deserve their money you do not deserve it you chose that. You chose that for sales figures. You chose wrong. Fuck you. That's how passionately I feel about that. Damn. That's impressive. No, it's, no, no, it's no, wrong. no. It's yeah, wrong. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. If that's a majority of the children in the country right now are black and brown, those are the people who are coming yeah. into that comic book shop on free comic book day. And also, little white kids aren't going to be happy about the fact. I would not have been happy with the idea of Captain America being a fucking Nazi when I was eight. Yeah, I would not have been happy about that, and I would not have liked that message. I'm not happy about it now. No, no one is happy. That's the idea. Like that, you you think that you're only alienating new readers. No, you are alienating diehard readers too. And again, we're saying this even though you haven't read the current books. You've read everything that has read, led up to this. Yeah. And you have the reason I felt comfortable talking about this is you were questioning the entire weekend your decision to continue reading this storyline because you don't want to sit through it for six months. You're yeah. more interested in the tie-in unfortunately, books, but not the cap title itself. Unfortunately, I've ordered three months ahead. Yeah. You, you ordered three <laughs> months ahead. Yeah. So, I, like, I have, I, I'm pretty sure I have all the Secret Empire coming. So it's it's like I don't have a I don't have a choice. But you did say this is the first time in your entirety of reading comics that you're ordering more DC books than Marvel. Yeah, it, it's been so much so much more interesting. You get all the stuff that's going on in Rebirth, and you know I always thought Watchmen's one of those properties you shouldn't touch. Agree. And even when they did the uh, I just before Watchmen, fifty dollar hardcover edition of Watchmen. Even the before <laughs> Watchmen stuff, I was like, this feels wrong. But it feels so right in Rebirth. The way Jeff Johns is handling everything is fantastic. It's bringing this most endeared, loved book and making it relevant to their entire universe. Yeah. So the fact that they they took the opposite direction. They looked at all their sales figures from when they killed off. I mean, so some of their event books were successful. Mm -hmm. And some of Marvel events books were successful. Yeah. And not just because you brought in, like, older readers and and things like that. In the direct market, they worked because you had new numbering. You had the collector's market. You can only do that to a certain extent. They they course corrected. But but DC. They course corrected. DC, even the past, all their their events, I can't. Led to something. Well, even that. But. They're self-contained. Yeah. Like uh, you last can buy year, the Bat books, you can buy the Superman books, 
they'll interact. Last year they did. The last year they did Justice League versus uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah. It was its, it's own standalone miniseries, books. and then Justice League and Suicide Squad, which gave you more background information. They, they didn't really tie into that event book. Yeah. You could read that event book completely by itself without getting the tie-ins. Whereas if you do that at Marvel, you have a tie-in for, like, Cyclops. Yeah. Like, so there, there's an event featuring Cyclops. Mm -hmm. Somehow, the entire Marvel Universe has to comment on that in that book. Yeah. So every so all 50-plus Marvel titles have got to have some mention of Cyclops that week. Yeah. And, you know, Marvel has moments where they have tie-in books that'll say, oh, this is a Secret War tie-in, and then it's, uh, there's nothing going on. Yeah. Like, it's, you just put that banner on the top of it to get people to buy it. The only books where I feel like, I mean, two, two series that feel like mainly unscathed by the, uh, the, you can't say they're about Carol, good lord, you cannot say they're about Captain Marvel. No. They decided the best way to introduce her to new readers, even though she was doing really well, even though she was really popular, is to make her less popular by having her go up against other beloved characters in yeah. a Civil War tie-in. Yeah. So that was just poorly, it could have been, I can't say that it couldn't have been executed it, well. You know, and I'm not going to say that it was executed with, horribly. My problem with Civil War too is... Unlike the first one where you could see both sides of the argument, you couldn't, you couldn't see, see Carol's her... argument. No. You made her less likable because you didn't like her argument. Yeah. And you were like, why am I suddenly rooting for the fucking billionaire jerk who has surveillance technology everywhere? Because he's a futurist. Because he's a futurist, yeah. And that, yeah. Uh, you're 100% on Tony's side that entire book. Yeah. You don't no... see her side of the argument. And you're like, oh, gee, I, I like Miles Morales. Why do I want to see people try to kill him? Oh, I, I think and now Miles' tie-ins were the best well, they, thing to come out of Secret, or Civil War Two. Well, I mean, you, that's interesting in that you feel if you feel for that character, yeah. you actually root for him, and so you want him to have some struggles. Like, I get that. If you want to read Civil War Two, just read, read the Spider-Man books. Yeah, because well, he's suddenly the most wanted man in the Marvel universe. Yeah, and you're like, oh, we're, we're not. It's it's the opposite of we're just throwing away a character for tokenism. Mm -hmm. We're we're making him central to the Marvel universe in a way that is unique to him. But of course. Oh, diversity doesn't sell, David. Well, and, okay, if Brian Bendis is writing the main book, and he's also writing Spider-Man, yeah, or Spider-Man, of course he's going to make that book super important. Yeah, because he's, he's one of the few name writers Marvel has right now. Yeah, oh yeah. And, you know, I'll still say what you want to about, uh, about his books of recent, but... So I'll Spidey, always, Spidey books have survived these crossovers well. I will always buy a uh, Brian Michael Bendis book. Always well, will. So now he's like a resistance fighter. The, not, the new X-Men are resistance fighters. Yeah. So all this is being teased at C2E2. They let them go up and read the first issue of all these tie-ins. Falcon has taken the, 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 sh the shield off of his, his uniform. He's, he's, he gets jaded. He gets back into the fight. So well, he, like, he, got, he got taken away. He stepped down as being Captain America yeah. because of the, the U.S., yeah. Population did not want him as Captain America. Yeah, so he takes he takes he's got the flag off of his uniform. He's not he's not doing that. And mm -hmm. so now he's I don't know if he puts it back on or not. But he's so he's coming at this from a different way. He's yeah. more energized to fight than the opposite. So yeah. I guess p the crowd reacts well to these things in the in the panel room. You know who's reading uh, these comics or who's getting answers to, to ask these questions and stuff? Uh -huh. A Baron Zemo cosplayer. Oh, yeah. So lovely. it's great symbolism. Let's go pick the Nazi well, to talk about Nazis. You know, one thing, well, and going back to, uh, again to Secret Empire, one thing I'm really looking forward to is because it's going to bring together both the Captain America books and Thunderbolts. Yeah. So you get okay, two... Thunderbolts you, is well written. You That's get friend two, of the show, Tom, uh, friend of the show, Jim, Jim's up. Yeah, so you're getting two of Cap's biggest allies going against Cap. Yeah. You get the Falcon and you get Bucky. Like, I can't help but want, want to read those stories. Yeah, but then you also don't you also kind of have the feeling of like it's not your cap. Yeah, because yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. It's not. It's not Captain America. Captain America is not in this book. You because you you have the feeling like because we've had the feeling for more than a year now, and I defended them when this first came out because Cosmic Cube. Plus yeah, Red I was like, Skull. let it play out. This could be a really cool story. Let it play out. No. And he blamed Rick Remender at the panel. He said Rick Remender came up with this idea and he ran with it. And I no, love Rick Remender. No, you Rick don't. Remender did not. Rick, what he said is that Rick Remender said, it'll be interesting if you choose a character. He had some stuff that he hadn't scripted yet. Yeah, and yeah. so he from, leaves all that... Uncanny Avengers? Or? He le yeah, no, from his run on Cap. So he leaves all that stuff to him. 
When did Rick Remender write Cap? I don't know. He was. This is how he oh, says yeah. in the panel. Never mind. Sorry. I think he took over for him. Yeah, he so did. Directly yeah. before him. He did. So he leaves this stuff on the table, and so those script notes are there for the next guy, and then he's looking. I like this idea, but you know, why don't instead of just a random plant, why don't I go with somebody who really is a niche, who 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 holds this universe together? I'll pick Cap. And so that's where he said the underpinnings of this were. And so if you see, like, editors had already looked at that stuff and had been considering that as a direction to go with the book. Yeah. And so they look at all this information, and so other writers are going to be in his corner. And so the guy is probably personally fairly charismatic and has a good relationship with the, uh, the rest of the team there. Mm. And then, uh, then this shit happens. Hmm. So, I mean, I think it's, it's clear that they intended to make the, give this a lot of artistic heft they intended to give it a lot of energy, a lot of their direction, and they were wrong. You can be wrong, and it's okay to admit you were wrong and not stand up for somebody who doesn't deserve protection, in this case. Yeah. Like, so yeah, I think that the Rick Remender thing would have been interesting. If you choose oh, somebody- yeah, I, I think Rick, Rick Remender has some damn fine talent behind yeah, it. Yeah, I think, I think it would be, and I don't think that Nick Spencer has always written bad stuff. No, just, no, no. We just said that at the start of yeah. this. Yeah, I, we like stuff that Nick has done in the past. And I'm beginning to not like him at all as an individual. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I can, it's kind of like the, the, the Chuck Windig view. Yeah, well, you um, don't like anything that's coming out from him on the Star Wars side of things, I, and I, I can don't. understand that. I didn't like but Aftermath, even though it was really popular. The way that he... The way that he handles himself in the public is not great. Yeah. Like, but at the same time, you're constantly being attacked for your work. And so it doubles down, and like I said, it makes you more asinine. Yeah. It's, so that's I mean, I can great. understand why they're acting that way. I can, because they they're constantly being attacked. They, they, they simmer in it. Some people will simmer in that criticism, yeah. and it will make them more combative. It will make them... And this is true about not just art this yeah. is true about life often you can be presented with either well they say actually this is this is art so it's not a matter of facts yeah but like declining sales figures are facts yes so you can be presented with facts and facts will actually make you double down on your argument even harder because it's your feelings not your it's your it's your emotions and your instincts that 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 are at play there and so Nick Spencer's instincts and Marvel's editorial team's instincts have been, let's weather this storm, we've been through this stuff before, and it doesn't take into account the current political climate. It makes it, and the fact that their, their overall CEO, Ike Perlmutter, is a Trump supporter and is an asshole. Yeah. And so that is something that people are aware of, and so you couple with that, with, with, with this, this taking a great American symbol and muddying it, and then we haven't even gotten to the, the, the fucking thing of making Magneto a Holocaust survivor into... Which, when did that happen? I haven't uh, read that. I, I haven't I don't know it. if it... Honestly, I don't even know if it was just a variant cover. Okay. Regardless, it was a shitty idea. Yeah. So the concept was that Magneto was joining Cap's side to go out in Red Skull because Hydra isn't really Nazis. That was the concept. He was going to ally with the soft Hydra led by Cap to kill the Red Skull. Oh, then maybe, then he, yeah, I know the, I know Cap just killed Red Skull a couple, maybe last month or the month before. But, of course, Cap didn't know that what the Red Skull had done was he was just trying to bring Cap back to his senses. Yeah. Which is the big reveal. Red Skull really just loved Cap so much, David. Yeah. That he wanted to make sure that he, he got back right into the warm Hydra fold. But at the same time, it's still Red Skull with Cap, or with, Instead with of Charles shocking. Xavier's hit in mind. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So you expect that mindfuck to be there, but so instead, so they, everybody thought that that's the way they were going to telegraph it. Everybody. Because how can that not be how they're going to do it, David? Yeah, yeah. You, you assume that. You, you're kind of even like on board for a little bit. Yeah, you are. You're like, thinking, you're thinking what, an, what an evil thing to do. Yeah. Make a symbol of, of America and everything that the Red Skull hates into the bad guy. Make him fight for you. Maybe you'll win. How perfect is that? Yeah. And so you think that's the motivation, and now he's decided... Let's not make that the motivation, and that'll really get people interested. And some people, some people like this, you know. Some people like this book, but not more people. Yeah. The answer is not more people. It is flagging sales. The you can empirically say that a lot of people are thumbing a fucking middle finger, and I think they're punishing all of Marvel's books at this point. I truly do think they're punishing all of Marvel for this. Well, it doesn't help that they just like this is one thing with Marvel that drives me nuts. We just had a Rocket Raccoon book. Three issues canceled. New Rocket Raccoon book. 
for like, the how, 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 how does the, that how many uh, how many like or like uh, there's there's good books there's all sorts of good books that I would have been interested in picking up that have nothing to do with these this event crap I'd have liked uh, uh, Kate Leth was there would have loved to have picked up uh, I can't wait to pick up a couple of volumes of the uh, the Hellcat book yeah um, that that was an incredibly <clears throat> different art style that's diversity right there that's different yeah it looks visually oh, different, different than anything Kinda else like at Marvel Squirrel Girl, like, Squirrel Girl looks visually different than anything at Marvel who's about to lead her own TV show and this is one thing I'm worried about. With the free comic book day book coming out, and little That's kids are going to get their hands with little kids getting their hands on this, how are they going to look at Chris Evans' Captain America? Chris like, Evans how has publicly had to come out and talk about this, saying this is stupid. I think you should punch actual Nazis. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> nunchy punch. He's 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 very much against all of this. Yeah, like how is it going to affect like the ticket sales? You you have little kids that see Cap as a Nazi and then go and see him in a movie and they're just like that's not Captain America Chris Evans wants to punch Nick Spencer and Richard Spencer and I'm with Captain America on this I'm gonna say that Steve Rogers is more along the sign of uh, of, uh, of Chris Evans yeah yeah well it seems like a, again going back to the story wise with it coming out that okay he's actually been a Nazi this entire time but good Cap was actually the fake Cap it it it's insulting to veterans. That seems like a editorial move, not a Nick Spencer move. It's. I think it's both. I mean, I clearly think they're in agreement on this. They wanted to because he's saying then, like. Then they should have said that in issue fucking one. And they should. Or issue they two should, when they explained it. And they shouldn't make both announcements. They shouldn't have that book currently out. Yeah. And they shouldn't be teasing Secret Empire zero and one. Yeah. They shouldn't do that. While launching Rebirth at C2, or I'm sorry, I did that again. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. shouldn't be launching Marvel Rebirth. I'm going to continue to call it that because, frankly, I have ADHD and can't get the name straight anyway. They shouldn't launch Marvel Rebirth at C2E2 yeah. and still talk about this not being something that they're going to wipe the slate clean with. Yeah. You don't do both. You don't. Because you do not do both. Yeah, this should have. C2E2 should have been like damage control. They should, the, the Marvel panel there they should got have a been veteran. damage control. A veteran stood up at the panel. The first six questions, there's like six panel or six questions mm -hmm. at the Marvel panel. Four of them were about this. One of them is a veteran standing up and saying, "You're offending me as a, as a member of the U.S. military. I think this is." What did they say to him? They said they just kind of downplayed the criticism. I don't think you should be offended. You need to wait till the end of the story to see that there's a payoff. I mean, just it, it's just milk toast criticism. Okay, so say say we're a wrong. A veteran stands up to you and says, "This offends me for my service. Yeah. You're making me feel bad about my country." Yeah. And no, that's fucking wrong. I, I can't defend that at all. Uh, at the same time, what if what if they knock Secret Empire out of the park and it's one of the best books Marvel's ever put out? If they make it one of the best books Marvel ever puts out, it gets fluffed away like a candle because they're already going back to the new numbering classic Captain Captain America. And it won't matter because you will have lost people along the way. And it's also saying that your art is more important than a statement that, that black, brown, and Jewish people uh, matter in society. And that they matter as your readership. Yeah. So like if it's it, it would have to be a pretty goddamn high bar for art. If, if those things were a worthy enough message. And I don't think it is, frankly, mm. because of what we've seen so far. And because of, and again, you know what? It's art. Yeah. That's, that's not an empirical thing. And that's me, my biased opinion, but it also- Marvel it, put, hasn't put out a good event book. <laughs> yeah, it's also like, as a nerd, I also have nerd biases. Whoa, what yeah. year? Uh, I would say Secret Invasion. <laughs> you liked um, you liked the idea the the Hickman thing where they had the uh, the world was going to end or whatever and they had to pick you kind of liked that which one the Secret War no before Secret War where they're deciding like one world's got to end and no that was, a, that was a direct oh that was direct to, lead into to, civil to, to uh, Secret War if I remember you liked that at the time I I, I I did uh, a bit but I don't I don't it I, wasn't worth what followed. No, the payoff I, wasn't there. Avengers X Men wasn't great. Uh, AVX was, or uh, Inhumans versus X Men, I didn't like at all. I got it. I didn't. Like, I haven't read it yet. I didn't like the 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 ending. I thought that was just a really shitty way to end a legacy character. I'm not even sure what you're talking about. Oh well, if you if you're actually reading, I don't know if I want to spoil yeah, it. Or not. Go ahead. Oh, because um, they talk about this at the panel too. If you ever go, I imagine you may go back and watch the panel video at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, probably. 
Yeah. Um, we weren't actually at that one at C2E2, but the panel video exists and there's full transcripts and write-ups and that's what I'm commenting on. And also we've talked to a lot of people who went. I mean, we were at the convention the entire time and it's the first big convention that Marvel's been at since all this shit has blown over. Mm. And so that's part of why it's first person and part of kind of why it's personal or why we're devoting an episode to it at this point. And also we don't talk comics enough and hopefully next week we're gonna have a comics crossover event. Like, uh, um, we can do it better than Marvel, David. Yeah, right? I think we can, yeah. Man, too bad, too bad we're not doing, like, three. You get nerd management, us, and <laughs> Yeah, them. I don't know how they feel about it. I mean, I think they might be divided, but I don't think they're really on board this Nazi cap train. Yeah, I couldn't uh, imagine. I think they, they're of the point, like, hey, may let us judge a story when it's finished would be the most generous, mm -hmm. which is really just saying, I'm not actually going to buy it. I Because I already bought it, and it's already all coming to me. Yeah. I will let you borrow it. Yeah, I will borrow it. I'm I, not going to fucking give them money. I will I let will you borrow it. it. Meaning, knowing you, I'll let you sit right over there and yeah. read it all in one I sitting so I can make sure I get it back. I, I have dead fingers. I cannot handle floppies very well. But uh, I will let you read it, and we will do a follow-up episode in three months when it's done and discuss it again. Yeah. At the same time, also... Um, yeah, it's not, it's not saying, like, don't pick up books that are of supportive of a certain message, if that's what you want. Like, you should go out and buy Miss Marvel. You mm -hmm. should. Oh, yeah. You maybe don't buy Captain Marvel at this point, since all that negative back. I don't know. Because she's, Captain bless her heart, she's Marvel's she, she trying to make big. that a flag trip, tri uh, flagship title. It kind of was, though, before. And now it's dropped to 30,000 in sales. It lost, like, a huge readership. Be I think because of the event books, like, yeah. really taking the wind out of her sales. It was more interesting before Civil War Two, I think. Yeah. And so I, I, I say pick it up, but also like it makes me hurt that they use the Carol Core kinda which is they had their whole like fan meetup movement and everything that yeah. was so exciting. And now Miss Marvel outsells her. Yeah. Yeah, I mean because it's, it's a better book. <laughs> yeah. Better written. It's a better book. And I almost spent a hundred dollars on it. Miss Marvel is a fun book, even when she's met with the the harshness of reality she made me like wolverine again i hadn't like you know i didn't like i'm not a big i wasn't a big wolverine yeah. fan he was and and they'd been telegraphing his death for like two years it's kind of yeah. like this and I, I felt sad and also like kind of abused about that concept they're like mm. well you're aren't you you're intentionally tying uh, deaths don't stick etc etc well but then, she, but then he shows up in in her book and as old and and i'm just like oh this lovable grumpy old man yeah. who's giving sage advice and like that's what Wolverine was I, for. I, I, love, I loved it to death. Like it, it was the most joy I've had in comic books, bar none. Yeah. I think it might actually that that little two episode or two issue crossover with Miss Marvel and and Wolverine as he's on his way out. Mm -hmm. Like young young hero. He's he's uh, there's a little thing where he's sending te he's learning how to text from her. <laughs> she takes a, that selfie cover. Like all of that. Like that was the joy that I thought was missing in DC books. Yeah. Which and, is back. and now that joy is back and now Marvel is fucking pushing Nazi agendas and I gotta say I do feel like they were honestly editorially wanting to try and get the quote unquote alt right on their side I really do think that they wanted some, some fucking racist readers I really do I think that that it's was so such bizarre. a I, it's I such can't a say that that's on that at least with this fucking cover image of, uh, of this okay so like white supremacism has this whole Nordic thing going. Yeah. Thor has nothing to do with that. The Thor books are fucking great. Leave yeah, that yeah, shit yeah, alone. Yeah. That has nothing to do with that. But like this, this Hydra affiliated Cap, presumably beating Jane Foster's Thor to wield her hammer above his head with this experience of exultation on his face, and he's saying they were worthy. Talking about Hydra, that, oh. that just Jesus Christ, that, that is gonna be on a fucking hate poster. All over the all over the internet. That is going to be on Reddit. That's on Reddit too. Why am I saying it's going to be? It's on Reddit right now on right, white supremacist storms. That's on yeah. fucking Stormfront. That's how it is being used. Because I'm sorry, white supremacists like Thor for the wrong reason. Yeah. Jeez. And so the idea of Captain, their Captain. Oh, you mean he doesn't punch us in the face anymore? We were right the whole time. Oh, it just it has me livid. It makes me sick. It does, doesn't it? It does. And that's and you know what's really fucking terrible about it? Mm. So it's the free comic day book. Yeah. That's the last page. 
And so people can argue like, gee, I'm ruining something for you. No, they leaked that image. Yeah. That image got out there after C2E2, and so it's all over the internet. It's all over Twitter. And so they're, they're running with it. They're not making a real denial about it. They're saying the intent, you, you, must re you can't read into our intent yet. And so if it's, if it's they, you do that image to tease something else that happens in that book that is going to be wildly read by children, then, then the, even that is a really, really cynical marketing ploy, so still fuck them. I haven't, right. I haven't been this incensed about yeah. about a topic in a long time, so apologies that this is my return to the show. But we I mean, we're on last we're week. No, we I mean, week before. No, I know that, but like <laughs> we were gone for a week. Yeah, and so, okay. And so at least it's it's more on point and consistent yeah. about one topic. But there's less meandering, and actually suddenly I'm more possessed of facts than usual. <laughs> Apparently it takes it takes outrage and a copious amount of caffeine to get me on point. Man, I, I really wish we were at that panel now. I would love to have seen I think it would have been a great experience for us to be at that panel. I don't even think we had a conflict at the time. I think it was just, A, tough to get into the main the main hall at any show. Yeah. And it was packed. And so he, he literally went with like a Trumpian defense. Hey, look at all these people. I can't be wrong. Ugh. That's literally his defense on Twitter the whole, the whole of this week. People love me. There's 40,000 people at this show. Jesus. Yeah, can we talk? So nice things that Mar I don't want to just end this on a horrible note about Marvel. Nice things that they're doing. Their movie properties still are fucking amazing. No one is going to take that away from them. And they just came out with great stuff about about the Black Panther film and like wanting to go in new directions after Phase Three is over or Phase Four. Yeah, with the even, Guardians leading the Guardians leading the, the pace. Yeah, and maybe doing going so different that they're going to head into reboot territory and make sure that things can be more independent, almost a little bit like Logan was in the Sony for the the Fox movies. Hmm. Like saying I, that, I haven't heard that. Well, they were saying that they don't they don't know that there will be like a Phase Five. They don't think that after 2022... 20, oh, no. Uh, Guardians 3, they, they said, will set the future... We'll for set, Phase 4. Well, no. We'll set off the next 20 years. 20 years. Wow. Of Marvel films. Well, they said so, that they said it's kind of like a, a hard... Or it's kind of not a soft reboot or hard reboot. I, I feel like there's there's different things. The Guardians cameo with Stan Lee. Have you read this? Uh-uh. I don't know if this... He did can we, two. Can we talk about he this? He said he did two for Guardians at the panel. Is it okay to talk about this? About what? I don't know if it's spoilery or not. What? I don't know if it's confirmed or spoilery or well, not. Then I don't want to know. I'm seeing the movie next week. It's <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to talk about it yet because the movie's out soon. And yeah. if, it, if it is as what, what it's reported, it's something that I've wanted to have happen for a long time. It's been a fan theory. I've talked about it on the show before. Okay. I think it's delightful. And I think it's the best tribute to Stanley that they Good. could have done. Good. And also it changes the tenor of the Marvel Universe and it's a slight dig at Sony. Okay. And a slight dig at Fox. Good. Um, well, I guess not a slight dig. Sony might be... Well, Sony's, on, not, yeah. Sony's on board with okay. it. But okay. But it's, it's a, at least a dig at Fox. Okay. Because it, it references... Um, the cameo might reference a uh, cameo that he did on, on uh, one of the Fox-owned okay. properties. Okay. All right. And so if, if this is, as he fears, maybe his last cameo... It ties a lot of stuff together. Well, he, he's he, filmed others, he's but filmed, you know what I mean. He filmed four in one day. He did Doctor Strange, Guardians, Spider-Man, and Thor. Yeah, so we'll we'll see those. But like, if he if, if it was as he was, and fearing, I'm assuming you know, Black Panther is filming now. We'll probably get that pretty soon. I as really well. hope they've got it. That would yeah. be great. And, and, well, Avengers: Infinity War is yeah. filming. Black Panther's filming. Yeah, yeah a couple others will be. Miss Marvel, so. Captain Marvel, yeah. yeah. So yeah, like all of those things are good. We like the we like the fucking video games and cartoons. I mean, I guess they're even trying to parallel this story though on Agents of Shield, which I'm not current with. Well, I'm they're, not current with it. Yeah. They're doing like a they're doing something it's that made people some angry. Hydra thing. They're doing this, and it's kind of silly, and a lot of people are not saying nice things. And it's partly uh, yeah, it might it might, it actually might actually get the show. End the show. Yeah. It might people if you cannot. You've been able to make this shit go for four seasons. This show's been on the verge of cancellation for, since for, season one. Since season one, you've been able to to get it to season three. Season four had season four. Uh, the first half of season four had huge numbers with Ghost Rider. Yeah, well, like the largest it's seen since season one. Which again, diversity doesn't sell. But I guess Robbie Reyes isn't pulling in people on TV. He fucking was. Yeah, he was. He was just too expensive. <laughs> he was too expensive. That was what Spike said at the panels. Like, would you ever go to Marvel? And she's like, you. Can't afford me. Yeah, <laughs> I make too much money. Yeah, you sell ten thousand books on your own, and you pocket all that all that uh, that simoleons. 
you don't fucking need fifty dollars a page. Yeah. That's a shitty. That's a shitty licensing agreement. Yes, it is. That's why. That's that's another reason for flagging sales. Yeah, is you're you're dealing with a, a subscription model that started eighty years ago. And, you know, DC's been able to keep the books at three dollars. So yeah, I'm not paying three ninety nine for Nazi Cap. If I already disagree with him, I'm not interested in. I think issue one's like six bucks. Six dollars. Yeah. For is it like super size? Yeah, it's probably double sized. Oh wow. Yeah. Marvel no. Marvel does that all the time. Like I think that would... tells you that it's so cynical though. Because that's saying we've increased the price, we've intentionally given you this controversy. Yeah. So if it sells, we make a lot more money than we would have otherwise. Yeah. And so that tells you that it's financially driven. And you know, DC every so often they'll raise the title of a book. Gilman hated it when they raised it by ninety nine cents period because yeah. they'd made the promise not to do it. Yeah. And that's what drove him to buy books digitally or buy via well, subscription. He, he, yeah, he, he did the subscription before he, you did. He hasn't. Well, Gilman hasn't read Marvel in about a year. Um, he hasn't read comics in about a year, which yeah. is really strange. It, I'll send him a text about something that happens. He's like, "You know, I don't read anymore. Yeah. I can't afford to read. I live in Chicago." Yeah. But uh, you know. I, here we were talking about like the, the film properties and TV and yeah. them and, and other media. Comics like, is how, the feeder for all of popular culture right now. How, it is $5.4 billion in tickets and, and marketing oh, last yeah. year. That um, somebody on this, the, the political discussion group, I put on there and said, oh, these are geared for children. And I, I mean, all thing, all our blockbusters are geared towards children. When's the last time you had to rate it our blockbuster? Logan? I said, Logan, it's a comic book movie. And he said, oh. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, that's two mul- that's two near billion dollar radar Deadpool. properties over the last years yeah. that have been inspired by that. It's not children. It's yeah, not just that, children. the X Men franchise. The, the X Men series is no longer for children. The entire comic book in- industry is having a struggle in yeah. terms of making all ages titles for readers, yeah. so that you're not just going on on a dying market of older. Well, that's older what that's people. what Marvel's always been. Marvel has always been that publisher you can go to. I can buy Marvel books, and, and you can give them to your aunt, I, your niece, can, who is a comic yeah, books reader. Yeah, and like she's an adorable comic books reader. That is, pr- yes. there is proof of that on our Twitter feed. Yes, G Willow Wilson, love that she picked up that and and sent you a nice a nice yeah. retweet. Uh, well, that's we fucking yeah, love Babs Tar loved it. Love that. Love that Babs got involved. She's been on a panel, and she she loved that your niece read that. She went and met Gail at, at yeah. the local comic shop. Yeah. Like those were DC books. Those we were just, DC books. Yeah, the or the uh, the uh, the Batgirl book. I th- I said yeah. she reads Ms. Marvel too. But yeah, and, and that was nice that that we got that that heart yeah. from 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 uh, from their creative team. But like it's mostly DC stuff that she's reading. Yeah, she is a twelve year old girl buying DC comics. Who would have told? Because DC's always had that 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 brand of being the the stuck up nerd, you know. Like, let me put my glasses up and talk well, about Green Lantern. Well, was so important. It's seventy five yeah. years old. These aren't characters. These are icons. Yeah, and they're always for the more adult reader. Yeah, not not adult as in like dirty or no. The comic. The, I'm not going to tell you that the storytelling was more nuanced. I think Marvel told in a lot of ways. Marvel wasn't scared of its comic book nature. I, I've always felt like. DC books have been more intelligent than Marvel. The dialogue, in a way, though, when you try and provoke intelligent mm-hmm. discussion via a comic book word bubble where your characters are limited by the space on the page, mm-hmm. can seem somewhat stilted and unnatural. And so that's something that you have to combat. Mm-hmm. And so even in books that have wonderful visual storytelling, you'll often find that the, um, the actual dialogue doesn't really fit. Yeah. And so... Uh, Sometimes it's just a mismatch of the team. Yeah. And so I think it can be difficult. I think that matching the tone of the writing to the tone of the art yeah. is, is something that can, can change that. Yeah. So I wouldn't say necessarily... I think that Marvel can be on a slide with like this goofy, cartoony style yeah. or whatever and then have much more compelling dialogue to, that goes with it and is really subversive and comments on which, like, which That yeah, I think is, there's is better. A, I think that's better than... There's than, than, an issue. I'm trying to remember when. I think it's in the late run of Amazing... Uh, the late run of Straczynski's Amazing Spider-Man or going around issue 500 something it was either in that or the Peter Parker Spider-Man at the time where Peter was a high school uh, teacher yeah and you know this is probably my favorite version of Peter Parker where he goes Peter Parker with his shit together 
No, no, because uh, that's that's now. I love Dan Slott's book with Parker Industries and everything, and I think his his run over the past decade has been fantastic. Because Peter Dan Parker Slott, with student loan debt. Dan Slott has been on Amazing Spider-Man for approaching 10 years now. And again, we're, if, we're, is, if we're pointing out one thing to go still buy at Marvel, it should probably be the Spideyverse books. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they still they still know how to have fun over there. Any any of them pick up pick up Silk, pick up Miles Morales, pick yeah. up Main Spidey, pick up. And Florida. they're about to launch a second. They're bringing back Spectacular Spider-Man. I can't wait. Written by uh, Jim Zub, I believe. Yeah. Or Z- uh, Zardesky. Z- oh, Chip Zdarsky. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Chip. So it's either him or Zim. Chip, either one of them are friends yeah. of the show and are awesome. Um. So yeah, Marvel go buy every fucking Spider-Man book because they know how to have fun. But I lost my train of thought. You were talking about him as a high, it's on a run uh, where he's a oh, high school yeah, teacher. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Peter goes and I think it's two two black kids living. They're one like one of them's his student, and he goes to their house, and one of them's like Odin on drugs Mm -hmm. and it's just emotionally gripping like it's like it's like something he can't deal with as spider-man that he has to deal with as peter it's a real world it's a real world problem that isn't just in there for for the purpose of of injecting it and i think that's what it's that kind of story that marvel it's there because he's a high school teacher not because he's a superhero like it's a well, yeah, they, that's Marvel where they can do the those comics real code. stories. Well, Marvel, they were, yeah, Marvel they can do the those comics real code first. They took it off of Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. Spider Man was the title where the they drug just... issues issue uh, ninety. You'll see that seven ninety eight. Well, you'll even see that in like it, d- dramas, like or, or like if you look on the History Channel or something about like the history of comic books. Yeah, you'll you'll see like that was where Marvel took even, the lead. Is even, they dropped it on Spider Man? They yeah. dropped it on their lead book. Mm-hmm. They said. Fuck the Comics Code Authority. We will not. We want to tell the story about drugs. We'll tell the story about drugs, and then from then on, we did not need it on their book. Yeah. And so that that caused its own problem, where like something might not have been perceived as all ages anymore. But that was now timing wise. I'm wondering. Yeah. Okay. That was before the drug issues of Green Green Lantern, Green Arrow. Yeah. Where Speedy's shooting up on the cover. Isn't that? But that seems like that's the late '60s, though. No, it's 70s. 70s? Yeah. They're probably pretty close 60s, they're probably still pretty Batman-esque. Yeah, like yeah. Biff Bam Pow. Uh, Denny O'Neill, Neil Adams. Silver, Silver Age, yeah. 72 maybe. Yeah. Um, they did a lot. I mean, like, in diversity also starts coming in in the Silver Age, and they do mm-hmm. have some complex storytelling stuff. Oh, yeah, Like, sure. everybody pretends, like, comics are all really shitty before Secret Wars or before um, uh, Infinite Crisis, Crisis yeah. for some reason. And it's like, no. No, some of them were it's bad. It's a lot more all It's over a lot the more place. nuanced. It's a lot before Infinite Crisis in DC was There's, all over the place. Well, because you're you're dealing in, with infinite, continuity. Infinite, for the first time. infinite Crisis brought in continuity to the DC universe, which it needed because yeah. it had been in print for 40 years and people hadn't aged. And yeah. so like that's even a commentary in Infinite Crisis for Lois. Golden Age Lois is dying by being brought into the continuity yeah. being exposed to these other supermen. And also, he gets to, to backtalk the other Superman in that book for being like, you you guys don't take any joy from being a crime fighter? You <laughs> stupid fucks, what's wrong with you? Right. I, also, I won't say fuck, because I'm Golden Age Superman. And they made Superboy, this character that people have loved uh, yeah. for years, years and years of bad guy. Well, that was uh, an Infinite Crisis so 20 years 80s, later, but yeah. now Infinite, Infinite Crisis oh, Infinite is the 2000s, sequel, it's yeah. 2000s, yeah. So like yeah, comics yeah, comics used to be all over the place. But you know what? I feel like they had one rule, and that's the rule. Well, they've had two rules. One was don't ever bring Bucky back, and they broke that. They and, broke that, and, and it was good. They broke it wonderfully, and it made Cap relevant for in a way that he hadn't been in First a while. First time in a long time, yeah. And now they've broken the other rule, which is um, it's okay to punch a Nazi, and uh, yeah. I don't think that this worked as well as that first one. Do you, David? No. 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 Sorry, it kept meandering. You had, but you had a good point about like Marvel deciding that they could do more adult storytelling and still yeah. keep their not compromise like, their Marvel style. Whereas can, DC, can, yeah. DC reinvented itself and they did it successfully. Yeah. So both approaches are fine. But you still can't tell. Marvel has the the, the landscape. To tell real stories involving these spectacular characters. Well, you just heard it from the horse's mouth, where he was just like he was young enough to still have debt and to be broke and to not know anybody important, and mm-hmm. so Stanley at the panel is just like, 
uh, I, I'll give him problems, and uh, also uh, he'll be a teenager and he won't be a sidekick. You, you don't get those. You don't get those in, in DC. Every once in a while, maybe Teen Titans hits something close. Teen Titans. Um, I'm trying. I think there's this uh, when Tim Drake lost his father. Yeah. And got adopted. Actually adopted. By no, Bruce it's Lane. usually just grimdark. It's like yeah. they're, they're, that's like a whole term that developed around them is the yeah, idea yeah. of like things problems are just so huge that there's no emotional way to process them. Everybody goes insane. Everything is fucking uh, yeah. Suicide Squad. Their movies are, have the exact opposite direction as Marvel. And I feel like it's For now. It's almost like their movies have a direct opposite direction of Marvel. Yeah. So let's make sure that the comics have a direct opposite of Mar direction of Marvel. And in one way, that worked. And in one way, it's worked financially for them, at least. They, yeah. Their movies are still making money. Mm -hmm. But like, art, I think directorially or, or art-wise, it just it, for us, it doesn't, it doesn't have the same, same vibe. Oh, it doesn't for have the sure. same success. Um, and we really wanted to watch, love those movies because we knew people who worked on them. I still want to love those I movies. I still want to love those movies. All right. We well, are probably at we like are, an hour. We are at an hour. Um, I hope there's a lot to take away from this. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot to take away from it, and so hopefully it makes you even understand us better as as uh, as podcasters and as as readers. So we enjoy talking about comics, and I learned yeah, a lot what, from that, that was our roots. Yeah. It started I'm, out as a comic book podcast. So. I am I am bad at remembering people's names and the order of events, but you know what? That's what happens when you have a large family, let alone when you have literally thousands of comic books to, right. to remember. I'm gonna stop it. But thank you guys for listening. All right. Yeah. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Kind of Epic Show. You can visit our new website at kindofepicshow.com. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram uh, with some hyphens in between. Yep. <laughs> and uh, you can find uh, David and on uh, with our integrated YouTube channel. Uh, that is DarthDoll37 on YouTube. Yep. And also, uh, you can just tune in for more content. This is uh, we're going to stick around and record a few more. Um, so you're not going to hear any gaps. We can promise you at least for the next month we're going to try and make sure you don't have any gaps. We'll be regularly posting uh, and updating. So please tell your friends and uh, your family members. And, and share. And share. Share on social media. And let us know what you think. If so you're if a you fan didn't, of the show. If you really didn't like these, uh, these diatribes and you think that uh, it is okay to punch a Nazi, honestly, I don't want to hear from you, but please do comment. Please do. Actually, I will even if we would read wrong, it. We I would read, read it on comment. air. And also, I would be rather gleeful because... Uh, Unfortunately, I mean, normally I I'm, I kind of hedge my bets on things, and this I feel like I don't need any more equivocation actually. No, I, uh, but but share us on social media. If you're a fan of the show, please share our stuff. If you're one of our subscribers, and we do have a decent amount, decent amount. Hey, if you're a Vietnamese bot and uh, you know other botnets, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, in, share in other communist countries. You know, I would love it if we were big in China, David. Yeah, actually, <laughs> actually, Gabe, most of our audience is now coming from North America. Most of it's from North America. North America and Canada and the UK. I love having demo. We have a demo. Yeah. I'm tearing up. Okay, you better hit the space bar. I'm getting for Clint, David. Space bars? I can't even English right now, David. <laughs> Press the space bar. All right. Hey listeners, this is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song, Zombie Kids. If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Micus Music, and that's M-I-K-U-S, and you know the rest. Alright, peace out everyone. Keep listening.